real sports talk for real sports fans. 1700, the champ. 12 o'clock hour, Trent Condon back with you here. 1700, the champ. We continue. Jimmy B and TC coming your way from 1 until 2 today. And then the drive from 4 until 6 o'clock. I'll be here with Wolfgang and uh, lots of fun conversation coming up. Right now, time to get into college basketball. The ACC Big Ten Challenge done for another year. We, well, determined absolutely nothing with the 7-7 draw in the matchups there. A look forward to Big Ten play that starts tomorrow and a look around college basketball as a whole. Chris Doberteam joins us, bloggingthebracket.com. It's part of SB Nation, one of the best scribes you're going to find in college hoops and keeping everybody up to date with tournaments. Conference tournaments are up next. Chris, you've already started the Thanksgiving non-conference tournaments for next season. Boy, do you ever quit? Uh, not really, yeah. It was, it was one of those situations where just a whole bunch of information just kind of came out at once. It's like, well, yeah, I kind of better get started on the twenty on the twenty nineteen page. So it just kind of all came together. It uh, well, one of the names that is out there. We know Iowa State's destination already. They're going to be uh, making their way down, playing in a pretty good field. But I hadn't seen anything to this point about Iowa. I, I'd heard some speculation that Iowa might be making their way back to New York next season, maybe preseason NIT or one of the uh, events that is in Brooklyn. Have you heard anything on the Hawkeyes? Nothing definitive at this point, but any rumblings at the very least? No, I really, I have not heard anything at all yet. So that's, you know, kind of interesting. I think that, you know, maybe the NIT season tip-off could be a possibility since they still have one spot open you know, that because uh, I was on the Syracuse blog the other day talking about that, saying, like, oh, there's not really anything here right now because it's Oklahoma State and Ole Miss. That's not very thrilling. But, you know, if Iowa could jump in there and be that fourth team, I think that would be a very good fit for that event. And the Legends is also missing one, and that right now mm-hmm. is Auburn, New Mexico, and Richmond. Honestly, I would probably rather take the, the NIT season tip-off instead over that. Yeah, I think that makes a whole lot of sense. Iowa State next year, they're making their way down to battle for Atlantis in an absolutely stacked field. Michigan and Carolina, who we got to see play last night. Oregon will be there. Seton Hall, Gonzaga, Alabama, Southern Miss, Seton Hall, the others in there. Battle for Atlantis. They, they've done a really nice job building that into a big-time event. Yeah, and this year it was almost kind of a little bit of a letdown. Yeah. I think I saw somebody on Twitter kind of comparing it to, like, you know, especially since Maui was so stacked that Atlantis was kind of a disappointment, just kind of, you know, good, but kind of more generic kind of programs that really hadn't really, you know, done all that well, especially in the tournament. You were thinking about Virginia, what happened to them last year, kind of being the team that kind of stood out, which, of course, being a Florida fan kind of just stuck in my crawl a little bit. <laughs> but, yeah, it wasn't quite that same level as what was out in, in Maui, probably because Maui kind of just took everybody's thunder with, with having Auburn and Arizona, and Iowa State, and Duke, and Gonzaga, and just kind of really just having a very top-heavy level event with, with no Chaminade, of course, allowing that extra team in there. And Chaminade will be back next year. They're going to alternate yeah. uh, pass next season. It'll be Kansas, Michigan State, UCLA, the headliners next year for uh, the Maui Invitational. These uh, exempt tournaments, is there, is there anything you'd like to see differently? You cover it so closely, and you know how you know everything is run and the way – you know, at times it seems like teams are kind of grouped together and they're traveling to some of the same places. But what would you do to change, if anything, these exempt tournaments? 
I think there are a couple of things. I think that one thing that I would really do is make everybody play the same amount of games against the same amount of opponents. This is more of, a, of, an, issue, of an issue with those events that are kind of more of the round-robin ones played on campus, mm-hmm. where you might, for Kentucky, for example, played in one where they played four Division One opponents at home. None of those other teams, those mid-majors, played each other. They all played you know, two home games against non-B1 opponents. I would try to get rid of that. Yeah. I wouldn't allow that anymore. You know, make those, those things easy to, to kind of figure out as a casual fan. And that's the other thing. One thing that, the, that has kind of been discussed is maybe making things a little bit more transparent on that front. And especially with those extra games, you think about, you know, Iowa State played Texas Southern as their fourth Maui Invitational game this year. A lot of teams in that event had a hard time getting that fourth game this year. And it happened with some of the other events, like Villanova, that game against Furman they lost. That was their fourth Advocare Invitational game because they couldn't get another team in that field to play them. They wouldn't got out somebody else because ESPN and the contract allowed it. Uh, I would kind of, you know, kind of tighten those rules up a little bit, make it so if you're playing a fourth game, it's got to be against a team in that field. And, and it would just make things a lot easier for the casual fan to really kind of, or even not necessarily the casual fan, the fans who's not quite into it as much as I am, <laughs> kind of that mid-level fan, just to understand it a little bit better. You know, uh, Chris, uh, one other note, by the way, you and I next season, they're going to be playing down in Cancun with Wichita State, West Virginia, and South Carolina. Pretty good event there for the Panthers yeah. uh, next season. To the ACC Big Ten Challenge and uh, what we saw, some surprises. I want to start on the local front. Iowa got pushed to the brink by Pittsburgh. Boy, Capel has done a really good job and bringing in some freshmen. That was a team that was 0-19 in the ACC. They were awful last year. Quick turnaround. I don't think they're a tournament team by any means, but I was really impressed what I saw out of Pitt. But to do it in the ACC, that's going to be a tough build, certainly. Yeah, it, it, to me, that was really the thing that stood out was the performance of the bottom teams in the league because you think about the big result last night was really Rutgers winning at Miami, which, you know, when that matchup was announced, we're all kind of like, why are they sending Rutgers to play in Coral Gables? That's just going to be an awful blowout. And Rutgers goes ahead, and I think Steve Peichel is really starting to maybe build something. It might not be evident with an NCAA bid this year, but maybe they get to an NIT. Maybe that's the kind of result that kind of pushes them towards the postseason. And it's the same type of thing. I think Pitt, I mean, just think about how bad Kevin Stallings has to be as a coach, that, that Capel has really just been able to get them kind of right back on the track of respectability. They beat St. Louis and Brooklyn, which was a game St. Louis needed for their own at-large at hopes with the A-10 being down. You know, they won that game. So, you know, again, they might not make the tournament, but they're going to be a postseason factor, I think, with at least, you know, threatening for the NIT and, you know, maybe winning a game or two in the ACC tournament. You look at Iowa. uh, They beat Oregon. How good is that win? You saw them lose early this week to Texas Southern. Yeah. UConn's not an NCAA tournament team in my mind. The Big 12 looks incredibly difficult. Iowa still has a lot of work. And you look at their three-game stretch coming up here, Wisconsin tomorrow night at home. They go to Michigan State Monday, and then they get Iowa State coming in on Thursday. It goes from this is a team ranked 14th in the AP poll to suddenly things could go south very quickly for the Hawkeyes if they're not careful. Yeah, because, I mean, you think about those two Big Ten games right off the bat, and you said earlier that the ACC Big Ten Challenge didn't really prove anything this year. One thing it proved to me is I think that, you know, the Big Ten is on par with the ACC you know, going from, you know, losing that series 11-3 last year to getting with a tie this year. And I think that's just testament to how much better the league is going to be. And 
at this point, to me, it's the ACC and the Big Ten are the two best leagues in the country. And for Iowa starting out with two of the three best teams in my mind in the league right now, taking Michigan out of the equation and having to play, you know, Wisconsin coming in that, you know, if Iowa plays well, they could be able to take care of that game. But, but having to go to East Lansing on Monday, that really is just, just a really potentially bad matchup with the way the Spartans are playing right now, even with that loss to, to Louisville on, on Wednesday. And then Iowa State, of course, you know, a, a rivalry game to begin with, and Iowa State's going to be a strong team in the Big 12. And, yeah, if you think about kind of what's left on the non-conference schedule, that's, you know, Michigan or Iowa really need to take care of these three games, you know, to kind of keep those at-large hopes, you know, on the, the front burner before league play kicks off again in, in January. With the start we've seen out of the Big Ten this year, 20 conference games, you got to finger – to strength the schedule and however that's determined with the new net, the NCAA evaluation tool that they'll be using in, in place of the RPI. Is it realistic to think eight, nine, maybe ten teams from the Big Ten this year? I did a little bit of tinkering, and I, I did a bracket just based on, based on Ken Palm earlier this week just to kind of see where things stood. Mm-hmm. It ended up with 12 Big Ten wow. teams being in. And okay. I'm looking I and I have the net page open right now, and I'm looking at the top 20, and there are, you know, six Big Ten teams in the top 20 of net, which, granted, we we know that net is going to, you know, fluctuate considerably, kind of like the RPI does over the first, you know, month or so that it's out there, month or two, until we really get, you know, a little bit of more conference data in there. But really, you know, you kind of think about it, and I, and I really can kind of see it. You know, Michigan, you know, being at the top, then Wisconsin, Nebraska, and Iowa, you know, Ohio State, and then Michigan State's actually ranked, you know, 18th or the lowest of the group. But when you think about the fact that the league as a whole went and did a better job, you know, knocking off those two non-conference games, getting better opponents for those 11 non-conference games, or 10, 11 non-conference games they kept, yeah, I, I think that, you know, that really is going to help in that, and it helps with having those extra two conference games because, you know, you have that nice base to build on you know, by having those quality non-conference results, and that's something that's able to carry you through as January unfolds into March. Talking right now with Chris Dobertino as we take a look around college basketball, bloggingthebracket.com is where you can find all of his work, part of SB Nation. Uh, Let's jump over to the Big 12 for a moment as uh, we talked a lot of Big 10 here at the top. Iowa State fans excited about their 6-1 and start. I, I know would love to get that game back in Maui against Arizona again and, and how it would have changed for them. Matchups against Gonzaga, Auburn, even if they lose to the, the Zags, would have been certainly good, good news for their schedule strength going forward. But the Cyclone team's getting healthier. They're getting guys back from suspension. When you look at Iowa State, where do you think they fall in the pecking order of the Big 12? I think Iowa State has a really good shot to, to finish at least second and maybe even push Kansas. Wow. You know, once they get everybody back. Mm-hmm. Because I'm kind of looking, I'm looking at the Ken Palm page right now. And Kansas right now, you know, it's projected to be just way out ahead of everybody else, three games up on and Texas Tech in the projected final standing. But beyond that, everybody is clumped together. You know, 11 and 7 to 7 and 11 is, is your team's ranked 2 through 8. So. You know, I think, and that's not taking into account Iowa State, you know, improving its roster as the season goes on. And to me, that really screams as an opportunity. If they can really kind of differentiate themselves over that muddy middle, they're going to have a great shot to get at least that two seed going into Kansas City in March. 
Chris, uh, I-, I watched Texas Tech Nebraska. What was that a week ago? Every single time I watch Coach Beard's team, I, I just I'm so impressed with how dang hard they play. You know, the the, the sum of the parts maybe isn't great, but you you add it all together and the way they get out there and the way they defended, and it just seems like everybody's connected. He to me is one of the great coaches in college basketball. Am I all wet here? Am I am I going too far with my love of Chris Beard? No, I think I think that you're absolutely right, and I think this is a big reason why people at UNLV are still not really oh, happy that yes. he left yeah. <laughs> without ever coaching a game there. Because I mean, he—that's the kind of guy who could have gotten that program back, you know, to where it was in the '80s and early '90s. That's how good of a coach he is. Because you're thinking about Texas Tech, Texas Tech. Not you know, not an easy place to get players to recruit. So you have to get a very specific kind of player there and get people who are buying into your system. And he has absolutely done it. And really, they play Duke two weeks from tonight or three weeks from tonight. And really, I think that's going to be a great challenge for Duke just because they're not going to really face a team that plays to that system and has the talent able you know, to actually execute that system all the way out to you know, for 40 minutes. Chris, uh, final thing, speaking, and I brought up the net a little bit earlier, I, I was quite disappointed with uh, some of our brethren in the media, college basketball people I respect, that are freaking out here. Chris, you look at the RPI right now, it's garbage at this point. It's an evaluation yeah. tool that doesn't lend any credence until you get later in the season. It is too early. Yeah. I think the NCAA screwed up the way they released it. They should have just yeah. started the year with it. But uh, what's going on? Are, these people aren't this dumb, are they? No, I, I, I think there's always just that kind of that, that, you know, that feeling that you have to just say something about something, even though it may not actually be out in the media, may not know everything about it yet. And, yeah, there are some things about the net that aren't great. I mean, I think they really should not have capped margin of victory. Mm-hmm. I think they probably should have done a little bit of tweaking in terms of, you know, handling adjusted efficiency compared to opponents, I mean, treating every opponent as being the same, I don't think is really the way to go with that. But at the same time, this is the same type of thing we had with the RPI. We have, with, as you said, with the RPI every year. We know the RPI is not good for the first four to six weeks of the season, if not longer. It takes, it takes time to get that data, especially when you're dealing with a sport with, you know, a relatively small data set. You're not playing an 82-game NBA schedule. You're playing a, a 30 or 31-game NCAA schedule. That, you know, that's a lot of data, but at the same time, it's not as much as you could have. So uh, that was one thing that I, I really kind of was very quiet about it because I didn't really want to say anything. Because so I'm like, you know, this is, this is the same thing that happens every year with a different name on it. I'm not going to go crazy. I'm not going to criticize too much because we know that give things time and things will shake out to be a little bit more legitimate and more what you expect, but you just got to give it. You just got to give it a few weeks for things to settle down. Good, good point, Chris. As always, enjoy the conversation. Enjoy the hoops. Not much of it tonight. We'll talk again soon, though. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Trent. Chris Dobertine joining us from SB Nation, talking college basketball. Quick timeout. We go to the NFL next with Frank Schwab. Catch play-by-play coverage of select NCAA games right here on 1700 The Champ. Real sports talk for real sports fans. Hey guys, Trent Condon here from 1700. You've been hearing me for a couple months talk about New Leaf Wellness. I'm on a couple of programs helping me lose weight and it has worked outstanding for me. The two treatment programs that I'm on right now, the GAC and the MIC, helping me with my energy levels, weight loss, increasing muscle tone. It's worked wonderfully for me. New Leaf Wellness has a lot of different programs they can help with guys out there. Low 
testosterone. Maybe you're battling migraines, looking to lose weight, or maybe you just hit a plateau in your workout system. New Leaf Wellness can help you like they've helped me. What I want you to do, give them a call today, 515-650-1358. That's 650-1358. Give them a call. Let's feel better together. New Year right around the corner. It's New Leaf Wellness, 650-1358. This is a test of the emergency alert system. This is only a test. and family sale only once a year take an extra 25% off save 30 to 50% on outerwear save on boots for the family and take 40 to 60% off FAO Schwartz toys plus get Kohl's cash and snap a free picture in store with Santa Saturday and Sunday 1 to 3 p.m. give joy get joy at Kohl's select styles 25% off for valid November 29th through December 8th with promo code thank you 25 some exclusions apply see store or Kohl's.com for details You started a DIY project at home. Then you realize convenience isn't always easy. The why in DIY doesn't mean why is this so hard. At ADT, we DIFY, do it for you. We customize and install a secure smart home that you control from the palm of your hand or the sound of your voice. Smart security, designed and installed just for you with ADT. Visit ADT.com slash smart to learn more. License information available at ADT.com. ADT real protection. You're invited to experience great customer service and incredible deals at Billion Buick GMC in Clive. Our reviews say it all. I didn't feel pressured. It was a very smooth process. Our salesman came in on his day off. Now that's going above and beyond. People also appreciate the huge inventory, including the incredible all-new 2019 GMC Sierra. You're invited to Billion Buick GMC in Clive or BillionAuto.com slash GMC. We are professional grade. At Wolf Construction, we do many large construction projects across the Midwest, but we started as a roofing company and we're still a roofing company today. At Wolf Construction, we believe in honest work, a fair price, and work we stand behind, and our 10-year workmanship warranty proves it. We know roofing. With our one-day get-it-done approach, we're known as a roofing machine. Call Wolf Construction for a free estimate at 515-225-8866 or visit us on the web at wolfconstruction.net. At Wolf Construction, we take your roof personally. I light the night for my dad. I light the night for my daughter. I light the night to end blood cancer. The Leukemia and Lymphoma Society's Light the Night brings together survivors and supporters to bring light to the darkness of cancer and to help fund life-saving research. About every three minutes in America, someone is diagnosed with a blood cancer. Advances made in blood cancer research are leading to treatments for many cancers and other serious diseases. Help light the path to cures. Join Light the Night today. Build your business. At Sinorama of Ribbondale, we offer customized solutions for signs, branding, marketing, and advertising. We have a full range of custom sign and graphic services to meet your needs, build your brand, and create your image. Look around and you'll see how Andy Woodley and his staff help businesses enhance visibility and get noticed. Let us work with you to understand your unique marketing goals and help you reach them. Sinorama of Ribbondale, the way to grow your business. 3368 100th Street in Urbandale and online at sinorama.com slash Does overpaying for something make sense? 
we don't think it does at Charterhouse Real Estate. That is why we have completely changed the commission structure at our real estate firm from what you are used to hearing about. Gone are the days of 6 or 7% to sell your home. We charge $24.95 plus 3%. Don't worry if that sounds a bit odd. Just know that on average, our sellers save thousands in real estate commission when they sell their home with us. The best part is our sellers still get full service, including social media marketing, their home on the MLS, a dedicated agent, and much more. Head to charterhouseiowa.com and use our calculator there to see what your savings could be. We are Charterhouse Real Estate, and we are changing the way you think about selling your home. Charterhouse Real Estate is a team office under Space Simply. Real sports talk for real sports fans. 1700, the champ. Back with you as we take you up until 1 o'clock today. Time to get into the NFL again. And joining us from Yahoo Sports, one of our favorites, he's Frank Schwab from the Shutdown Corner. And uh, does the power rankings there and a whole lot more for Yahoo Sports. Frank, good to talk to you again. And another good primetime game, Thursday night game tonight with the Cowboys and the Saints. Didn't look that way a couple weeks back. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing how things change, right? Like, uh, it's the the Cowboys were, hey, I, last time we saw them on prime, I think it was last time we saw them on primetime anyway. Uh, they might have played, they play primetime every other week. So. Yes. It's, but when they played that Monday night game against the Titans, I was like everybody else saying, well, okay, Jason Garrett's done. Well, it was a nice run, mm-hmm. but hey, everything comes to an end. And here they are. They give them credit. And, you know, I guess they they got a little lucky that they're in the NFC East, which didn't run away from them. And they, they just played better football. Uh, you know, they can really... I don't think that it's going to happen tonight, but where things have happened, uh, if they can beat the Saints tonight, all of a sudden, they're looking pretty good. They're looking great, actually, in the NFC. So, yeah, it, it turns out, I, I'm not saying that the Cowboys can't win this game, as crazy as it is. I'm not expecting it, necessarily, but, uh, you know, three weeks ago, I would have thought this would be a 30-point blowout, and I definitely don't think that way anymore. You know, the love affair with the Cowboys, you know how it drives, uh, I'm sure, clicks for you guys at Yahoo Sports. Oh, yeah. It drives things on a national scale. It, it is funny, though. I, I was, in fact, talking about this just the other day. It, you go through, you know, people that during the 70s, the coming-of-age time, and when people jump on bandwagons and the like, you get that. And kids that were growing up in the 90s, sure, makes sense. But for the generation today, unless dad or grandpa's telling you, you know, we're, we're a Cowboys family are they starting to lose a generation or just because they're on prime time all the time, because they're the self-proclaimed America's team, they're always going to have that huge following? Well, that's a great question. You're right. I mean, they haven't won. They haven't even made the Super Bowl since uh, 96, 95 season. 95 season was the last time. So, yeah, we're talking about there's a, there's some kid in, who's a senior at Texas A&M or whatever who's never seen the Cowboys make a Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean, that's. <laughs> that's tough. I I think that, that there's just such a population there that's so football mad that they're always going to have fans like Green Bay, like Pittsburgh. You know, I mean those. I think they're one of those teams. But as far like, there's no doubt what, what you're talking about is absolutely true. They're the number one ratings team. There, when we write about the Cowboys, they're the number one team. There, there's no question about that. They drive more interest than any other team. So I think that's hard to to just go away. I, I mean, I don't know that you know it that ever really goes away, but will they be that juggernaut in, you know, 10, 15 years when that, you know, when that, that group is, is all grown up? And I don't know. It's a, it's a fantastic question. I've never really thought about it, to be honest. I, you could see, yeah, they might, 
dip a little bit because, like you said, uh, yeah, the, the late '70s, Roger Staubach, everybody's jumping on the bandwagon. They're fun. They're uh, they just they haven't been that team in a while. But maybe, like you said, they're they literally are on Thursday, Sunday, or Monday night as many times as the NFL will let it happen. So maybe that helps them out in that way. No, it does make sense, and just the pull that they have. Tonight, to the game, the Saints look like the most complete team, perhaps, in the NFL right now when you talk offense, defense, and, and even special teams with Will Lunts and company. But when you look at this squad and the matchup with the Cowboys tonight, I think our conversation would have been different if the Saints also didn't play on Thanksgiving. You'd have that quick turnaround for New Orleans, but they also have a full week to prepare for this one. How does Dallas keep this thing tight and make it a four-quarter game? You know, I think this has to be a time-of-possession game for them. It really does. It has to be. Hey, we controlled the ball for 37 minutes, and, and Zeke had 140 yards, whatever. But like you said, it's not like the Saints' defense is doing allowing you to do that anymore. They're, over the last three games, they've been absolutely great. I mean, they've played the Bengals, Eagles, and Falcons, and the, the Bengals might have their issues, but they're fairly competent on offense. And the Saints have allowed 38 total yards, less than 300 yards per game, and they've forced nine turnovers. I mean, that's... That's really impressive. You go back and look at that Eagles game, and they just throttled them. And, again, the Eagles have their issues, but they're a talented team that can move the ball. This isn't playing the Arizona Cardinals or Buffalo Bills or the rookie quarterback. It's a good team. So if the Saints are going to play defense like this, it's over. Like I don't see anybody beating them. I really don't. Their offense is so good. They're pulling guys in off the street, basically, to catch touchdowns from Drew Brees. It's unbelievable. And if the defense plays like this, it's really tough to see them losing a ton of games. I think Dallas, they're going to have to play, I don't want to say a perfect game, but you're not going to be able to turn it over. You're going to have to convert you know, red zone opportunities into touchdowns and not field goals. You're just, you almost come into this game saying, well, we're going to have to score at least 28 at absolute minimum to beat the Saints, probably more. And we got to find a way to, to minimize what they do and keep them off the field. It's it's going to be a tough, tough ask for the Dallas Cowboys. Not, and not that they can't do it, you, but you're going to have to, you know, the, the, the Saints don't beat themselves. They're, they're, they score. They take advantage of their opportunities. It would almost have to be one of those, like, off nights for the Saints, good nights for the Cowboys for them to win. But that can happen. It's the NFL. Look, the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers won at New Orleans at one point this year, as crazy as that sounds. <laughs> they're, not, they're not exactly unbeatable, but, boy, they're good. Yeah, they are. That, that's uh, an understatement, just the way that they've been playing. But championships are not won in November and December, certainly going to be much different. Frank, I want to go next to your neck of the woods, and that is to Denver. And uh, first of all, the Broncos. All right, stay with me for a second here. Are the Broncos a good, bad team, or are they a bad, good team? <laughs> <They're>, <laughs> that's, that's funny. Uh, they're probably a good, bad team. I, I mean, I don't think they're very good. I don't. Yeah. I don't think that this team. Look, they, they beat the Chargers and Steelers, and you look at that on paper and you say, "Wow, two great wins." And then you realize, oh, the Chargers completely outplayed them, but didn't cash in a lot of opportunities and allowed a field goal drive at the end of the game. And the Chargers outgained them by about 220 yards and turned it over four times. So, are they? Are we really that impressed with that? Uh, probably not. Yeah, it's a team that is hard to get a grasp on. They're they're certainly different at home, and we've seen that throughout this yeah. season. That division, though, it's about the top two. It's about the Chiefs and Chargers. There is one more game remaining between the two. This time will be in Kansas City after the Week 1 matchup in L.A. But when you look at it, do, do the Chargers have enough to overtake the Chiefs? I mean, it's a one-game deficit at all. Could you see that? Is there a realistic scenario where you can envision it? 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they're good enough to beat the Chiefs in a one-game scenario. I know it's tough on the road at Arrowhead. I know it's it's a Thursday night game, which makes it even tougher. I know that maybe they don't have Melvin Gordon, which really makes it tougher. But they have the top-end talent. They're, they're right there. And the Chiefs, Chiefs are very, very good. I have nothing against the Chiefs. I'm not going to be picking the Chargers to pull that upset or anything. But could they pull it off? Yes. Philip Rivers having a great year. Joey Bosa's back. That's huge for the Chargers. He had a big game last week. You could see that he's feeling better. So, in a one-game scenario, could the Chargers go into the Chiefs and win, and then all of a sudden, kind of flip the flip the division on its head a little bit? Yeah, they could. It's it's definitely there for them. The tiebreaker stuff doesn't hit. Really, that Broncos loss is really going to haunt them. It, yeah. <laughs> you, you lose on that last second field goal, divisional game. When you know the Chiefs have already come to your place and won, so you can't beat them in the head-to-head tiebreaker. It, it, it gets the math gets really tough unless the, the I don't think the Chiefs are going to lose to the Broncos or the Raiders. So uh, you know it, the tiebreaker stuff gets tough. But can the Chiefs, can the Chargers go into Kansas City and at least make it interesting? Yeah, why not? I, I mean they're they're a very good team. They screw things up a lot of times. They trip over their own feet a lot of times, but. They're still a very, very talented deep team. And, and look, I, I'd love to see a third game between them and the playoffs. The Chiefs-Chargers in the playoffs I think would be fantastic. Chargers can win the AFC. I don't have any problem saying that. Mm-hmm. It, you look and you say, all right, it, again, this, these are one-game scenarios. Can they beat the Steelers? Can they beat the Patriots? Can they beat the Chiefs? Texans? Yeah, they could beat any one of those teams. Could they string together three in a row? Maybe not, but they're just as good as any other team in the AFC. Speaking of Kansas City, they welcome back to practice this week their all-pro safety, Eric Berry. The much-maligned defense certainly can use all the help that they can get. What are your expectations for Eric Berry? The levels that we've seen before, maybe that's too much, but at the very least, can he provide some kind of punch to this defense? Yeah, and that's the tough thing for me is I, I, I you don't like to count out special players. And Eric Berry's a special player. He's really, really good. We all know that. He's fantastic. He's just as, as good as it gets in that position. But here's a guy, we haven't seen him since week one of last year. I mean, he he hasn't been able, even able to practice until I think this was his first week back at practice. So uh, are you, just, you can't just expect Eric Berry to be all pro Eric Berry. And, and there's not a lot of time left in this season for him to really get up to speed. I, it helps. There's no question. The Chiefs are welcoming him back with open arms. They're very happy to have him back. And he's going to have some kind of impact. But I don't know if he's just, oh, wow, Eric Berry's back. He's going to totally change things for the Chiefs' defense. I Maybe. I hope so because he's a really good player. And I, from all accounts, a, a good dude. And, and, you know, he had the cancer thing happen to him. So you want good things to happen to Eric Berry. But I think it's asking a little bit too much to if you think that, hey, Eric Berry's back and that, that gives the Chiefs a missing piece to their Super Bowl run. I, I'm not willing to go there yet. I, I'm not ruling it out, but I, it's tough when you've missed that much time to just be that guy again. From Kansas City, let's go next on our local front to Chicago. The Bears going to go with Chase Daniel in their matchup against the Giants this weekend. Is this Nagy and company seeing it's the Giants, we can get by with the backup, or do you have bigger concerns about the shoulder injury of Mitchell Trubisky? Yeah, I don't think they would. I, I think maybe you do that with Cleo Mack. You say, Bill's Jets, well, yeah, we can get by without him. I just don't think that they do that with Trubisky. Although, I think winning at the Lions helps them be a little more conservative. If Mitch Trubisky was, if he was healthy enough to play, he'd play. I don't think there's any doubt about that. And the fact that he's already basically been ruled out by Thursday tells me he's not close. He's not, he's not there yet. Now, 
if they would have lost to the Bear, to the Lions last week, do you look at it a little bit different? Do you say, wow, we're down to a half game? Even if he's 80%, we got to win this one. Yeah, you probably, you might look at it a little differently. So in that aspect, you're right. I think there's something to be said about that. But I just think if he could play, he'd play, and he just can't. And, and yeah, it is a concern. When, you're, when your quarterback has missed two weeks now with a throwing shoulder injury, well, that, that ain't good. That ain't good news. So, and, and it's not like, you know, I think they're going to beat the Giants, but, yeah, boy, if they lose that one, all of a sudden the Vikings are back in play because mm-hmm. we can't forget Week 17, Bears at Vikings. It, that, if that game matters, it, it's a, that's a tough ask for the Bears. It's going to be a really tough game for them to go. I know they, they dominated them at home on Sunday night a couple weeks ago, but at Minnesota, that's, they want to make sure that the North is wrapped by then, and I, I don't know. It, it's going to be tough if their quarterback's not playing for them. You know, one of the things that that you look at and you go through here with the Bears is Mitchell Trubisky needs reps. I mean, this is still a guy that didn't start a whole lot in college, hasn't had a ton of reps at this level, and for a team that looks to be in in good position to get that number three seed if they win the wild card game, go on the road and and face off against either the Rams or the Saints in the the divisional round, you don't want Mitchell Trubisky coming back after missing two, three, four weeks and then trying to get acclimated again. They've got to be playing at their best. Can, can this team go on the road and beat either the Saints or Rams in a playoff game? Honestly, I don't think so. I really don't. I, 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 look, there's a chance. I mean, they're they're a good football team with a really, really, really good defense. So that always gives them a puncher's chance. But I just I have a tough time believing that they can beat the Saints or the Rams unless, let's say, you know, what if Jared Goff gets hurt in Week 17 or something? Yeah. You know, I mean, something weird like that. Yeah, of course that changes the math, but. As it sits right now, that, look, there's nothing wrong with that either. The Bears winning the North, getting the three seed, even if they lose week, they lose their first playoff game to the Vikings or Panthers or whoever they would end up playing. This has been such a good season for the Bears. They're a year ahead of time. I, I fully, you can go back and read my preview. I basically said the Bears are going to be a lot better. They're going to be competitive. They're going to fight hard. And they're probably going to have a losing record, and everybody's going to say, wow, the Bears are the team to watch in 2019. Well, they're out in front of that a little bit. They've been more than competitive. They're winning games. They're in first place. But I still think they have that, hey, we're going to be really, really good in 2019 upside. So no matter what happens with the Bears in January, even a one-and-done, they're going to look back. They should look back at this season and say, this was a really good building block for us, and and we're going to we're going to be a big factor in 2019. Speaking of one and done in that wild card game, the three six matchup, who do the Bears least want to see? Is it it'd be a rematch with the Vikings, who they play in Week 17, Seattle, Carolina, the defending champion Eagles? If you're a Bears fan, who's the team you least want to see there in the division in the wild card round? That's a really good question. I. I, I... I would just say, you know, I take the best team, and I think I do think the best team is Minnesota. I mean, of all the wild card, of all the wild card contenders, and they know you really well, and so you know you're not getting that surprise from them. With you know some things you do in your offense, it would surprise a team you haven't played before. The Vikings aren't going to be surprised by that. They've seen it already. I think Kirk Cousins is having a good year. He didn't play well in the Bears game. That that's true, but he's having a good year. They have the the high end playmakers to beat the Bears defense. Didn't show it on Sunday night. I, I get that, but I, I think that the team you don't want to face is the Vikings. The familiarity is not good for you. The uh, you know the, just the fact that the Vikings are a very very good football team still. But I don't think I don't think the Vikings are the Vikings are better than a record. 
I think that, no question to me. I think the Vikings are still a good team capable of big things. They've just dropped a few games. They've got some weird games that they shouldn't have dropped. But I think that they're the type of team, they're your prototypical, you don't want to play them in January type of team. Frank Schwab joining us from Yahoo Sports as we take a look around the NFL. Green Bay is on life support. Aaron Rodgers says he's going to let it all hang out this week. What's upcoming? McCarthy feels as good as gone unless they, they win out here the rest of the way. Outside of that, what else does Gunnakust and company need to do to, to get that organization revitalized? You know what? I honestly don't think it's in bad shape. I, I wrote this after at the end of the, the game on Sunday night, and because they, they kind of got handled a little bit, I had some time to really take a look. I hadn't taken a look at the Packers roster in a while, and I was I was thinking, like, writing a you know, just what you asked. Well, what do Packers need to do? And you look at the roster, and you kind of say, this roster's still pretty good. They still have Devontae Adams and, and Aaron Jones and Kenny Clark and Mike Daniels and Blake Martinez and Kyler, Kyler Fackrell is becoming a factor, and they've really hit on some of these cornerbacks in the draft and, and the safeties too. And you look around and you say, the team's just underachieving. Your roster's okay. I really believe, yes, they're going to have to improve the roster. I mean, you're going to have to add guys, but I think Gutekunst has shown that he's willing to do that in free agency, and he is coming off a good draft. I think this is a good draft they had. So... I think that you know maybe the middle to late part of their roster is a little thin because their drafts, the last few drafts of Ted Thompson were very good. But that's you know you have a good draft in, in 2019. You find a coach that can come in with a new voice. I think they need that. Everybody kind of realizes they just need they, whether you believe McCarthy's a good coach or not. And if you want to say he's a good coach, that's fine. I don't have a problem with that. His record speaks for itself. But I think it's time. I think almost everybody would say it's just time for something new. It's time for a shakeup. It's time to get everybody excited again. Something new. Bring in Lincoln Riley or whoever it's going to be, and and just get some new voices in there. I think if that happens, they have a solid draft, and you add just a couple pieces in free agency. You're right back there. I don't. I don't think this is a roster that's deficient. I don't. I there's blue chip talent that they're going to need some depth in the middle, but that's that's fixable. And especially coming off of good, uh, what I think is a good draft, I, I think the Packers can rebound very, very quickly at the right coaching hire. Frank, we started our conversation talking about America's team, the Dallas Cowboys, the true America's team right now, though. I believe it's the Cleveland Browns. It seems like if yeah. you, you don't like the Browns, but you, you root for the Browns because, well, they've been garbage since they've come back 20 years ago. And uh, they're an easy story to root for. They had the bump with hard knocks this year. But last weekend with Baker Mayfield, what happened after the game, his comments uh, talking about Hugh Jackson. There's so much going on here. A, a take on Huey, Huey Jackson, and what he's doing in Cincinnati and possibility taking over as head coach, which is crazy. And secondly, the future of this Browns team, does it finally feel like they are on the right path? It really does. And by the way, when you talk about you know Browns being America's team, a lot of people hate the Cowboys. <laughs> Nobody hates the Browns. Yes, Nobody. Yes. Like I'm, I'm in, I'm based in Denver, and I remember week two when they're playing the Saints, that crazy game that went back and forth in the last two minutes. I'm, I work at, I work at a Buffalo Wings, right? Like mm-hmm. I watch all the games, and during the in Denver, remember. That place was going absolutely crazy at the end of that Brown Saints game. Like everybody wanted to see the Browns win that one, and you just step back and think, they're, they're, "You're right. They're, they're an easy team to root for because they have good fans, they have good history. Kind of, they've been such a sad sack team. It's it's easier to root for them." And I think the arrow is definitely pointing up. Now, I'm going to tell you one thing that that concerns me, and we can all see it happening. 
picture December 31st, day after the season, John Dorsey sitting up there in a press conference saying, this team really responded to Greg Williams. We're just going to stay the course. He's going to be our new head coach. We can all see it happening. And I, I could see it happening the day this all happened because basically the Browns are going to improve moving from Hugh Jackson to anybody but Hugh Jackson. They were definitely they were going to get better. It, it, you could, he was 3-36-1 and 36 and one for a reason. This is a good football team that he was holding back. And exactly what I thought ha- would happen has happened. The Browns, because they have anybody but Hugh Jackson as head coach, have responded. They played well. They, it, it's an upgrade just not to have Hugh Jackson there. So they fought hard against the Chiefs. No, no shame in losing to them. They tore apart the Falcons. They blew out the Bengals. And I'm not saying the Falcons or Bengals are great, but they're up 35-7 on the Bengals. <laughs> that's that's impressive against any team. So I think what we're seeing now is the Browns are pretty good football team, and by the end of the year. They would have so many candidates beating down their door. As crazy as this sounds to say about the Cleveland Browns, I think that they would be the number one opening ahead of Green Bay, ahead of the Ravens if that opens. Why wouldn't you want to go with work with that really young, talented team with a Baker Mayfield's a real deal. We all know that by now, I hope. I mean, he's good. You're going to want to go, and the bar is so low. If you go 8-8 eight and eight in Cleveland, they're going to build you a statue. So I think that that's the number one opening, but I fear that they're just going to do what teams do too often and say, well, Greg Williams went 5-3. and three. we got to hire him. I think that would be terrible for that team when you can hire basically any penny free coach you want. And that's the one concern I have with the Cleveland Browns going forward. And it's always a concern with that organization. That is Frank yep. Schwab, Yahoo Sports, joining us. Frank, thanks for your time as always. Absolutely. Appreciate it. That is great stuff, as always, out of Frank Lover Conversations as uh, we continue here. We'll take a timeout, coming back on the other side, putting a cap on things, then Jimmy B and TC as Jim waits in the wings, coming up here from 1 until 2 o'clock as we continue on 1700 The Champ. Mets and hoops, tallies and hoops. College basketball lives here on the Panther Sports Network. 1700 The Champ. Vehicle advertising print wraps can be seen tens of thousands of times a day. If you want to increase your advertising footprint with the full or partial vinyl print wrap on your business vehicle, go to CompleteAutoWraps.com. Complete Auto Wraps also specializes in full color change color wraps. Change the color of your vehicle or add a customized look with a print wrap to your vehicle, motorcycle, or boat. Don't pay big dealership or national sign chain prices when you can get yours installed by a professional trained and certified installer. Contact Corby for more information or a free estimate at CompleteAutoWraps.com. I'm Jay Farner, CEO of Quicken Loans, America's premier home purchase lender. Today's fluctuating interest rates can leave you with unexpected higher mortgage payments. At Quicken Loans, we've created a new way to protect you from unpredictable interest rates so you can buy a home with certainty. It's called Rate Shield, and here's how it works. With Rate Shield, you can lock your interest rate while you shop for a new home. So if rates go up, you don't have to worry. And here's the best part. If rates go down, you get the lower rate. With Rate Shield, we really have you covered. Here are more reasons why you'll want to work with America's largest mortgage lender. For eight years in a row now, J.D. Power has ranked Quicken Loans highest in the nation in customer satisfaction for primary mortgage origination. And for the fifth year in a row, they've also ranked us highest in the nation for mortgage servicing. Rate Shield. 
Another way we can save you money on your mortgage. Call us today at 800-QUICKEN or go to rocketmortgage.com. Based on Rocket Mortgage data in comparison to public data records, Rachel approval only valid on certain 30-year purchase transactions. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender license in all 50 states. NMLS number 3030. Additional conditions or exclusions may apply. Did you know that a well-insulated garage door can keep your garage warmer in the winter? At Advanced Door Systems of Ankeny, we can help you find the garage door that not only has a high R value, but looks great also. Visit our website ads-doors.com that's ads-doors.com to learn more about garage door options and styles available from Rainer and CHI then contact us for a free quote advanced door systems the right door the right way this year it's our year no 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 this year it's my team yeah this is the year this season everyone is going to know where I'm tailgating my team my colors my flag hello it's why I fly the flag. This is the year you fly the colors of your favorite team. And you'll find those colors at Heartland Flagpoles and Flags, the largest selection of team flags anywhere. Every team, every sport, every flag. Almost. Buy online and get free shipping. Heartlandflags.com. Are you interested in starting a new franchise? You can find a lawyer right here in the state of Iowa to help with your franchise law needs. Rush Niggin with Brick Gentry Law PC provides law services for those involved in starting a new franchise. Find more information online at rushonbusiness.com where Rush Niggin can assist you in buying or starting a new franchise. A presenting sponsor of the 2018 high school football season on 1700 KBGG. Brick Gentry Law PC and Rush Niggin. Since 1993, Wolf Construction has been Des Moines' choice for residential and commercial roofing. From complete re-roofing to small leaks, call Wolf Construction at 225-8866 for your roofing needs. Call 225-8866 to set up your roofing consultation or online at wolfconstruction.net. That's wolfconstruction.net for Wolf Construction. A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. wolfconstruction.net. Get ready for a revolution, Mr. Executive. We bring out your best, the look that's really you. At Mr. Executive, you won't believe what we can do. We make the difference, the perfect style for you. Get ready for a revolution, Mr. Executive. You can lease a car, lease a computer, you can even lease a business suit. So why not lease a hair system? Mr. Executive in Windsor Heights is proud to offer you this new opportunity. For just $200, you can enjoy real hair for 90 days. After 90 days, you can keep your new hair system with the $200 fee going towards the purchase price. Call Mr. Executive at 274-4049 or visit them at 6983 University in Windsor Heights. The Rookie is Central Iowa's leader in sports cards, collectibles, supplies, and memorabilia. The Rookie has a large selection of vintage and modern-day sports cards from brands such as Topps, Upper Deck, and Panini. Whether you're starting a new collection or building your own, The Rookie has all your needs from football, basketball, baseball, hockey, UFC, and more. It's time to collect. Stop by The Rookie, 9992 Swanson Boulevard, right across from the Willis Auto Campus. And online at TheRookieSportsCards.com. Real sports talk for real sports fans. 1700, the champ. 
Trent kind of back with you one final time here. We got Jimmy B and TC coming up from one until two. Ken Silverstein will be dropping by. We'll talk some Big Ten football with him. Taking a look at what we got on tap coming up this evening. Certainly a busy one uh, going on in the world of sports. The biggest being the NFL back at it after a week off for both the Cowboys and the Saints. They'll be doing battle tonight in Big D. It's, uh, boy, seven, maybe a seven and a half creeping out there as it pertains to the point spread. Call me crazy because I've been saying that the Saints are certainly, in my mind, the most complete team in the NFL. Offense, defense, special teams, you put it all together. This is the most complete team. And the way that Drew Brees continues to play and the running game that they have with Mark Ingram and Alvin Kamara, now they're taking guys off the street and they're making them great pass catchers. And that young defense continues to develop. And we saw that a year ago as they brought in a lot of young talent and they've continued to take steps forward. I didn't believe that was going to happen. And in fact, you saw some regression late in the year defensively. And I thought that was going to continue this year. That hasn't been the case. They've taken a big step forward. But as it pertains to the wagering component to this, I, I I might take a shot at the Cowboys tonight. I, I might be grabbing that touchdown this evening. I think that's the direction I'm certainly going to be heading. College basketball goes from what we saw, ACC Big Ten Challenge. We talked a lot about that earlier in the program today. If you miss any portion of the program, you can always find the podcast up at 1700thechamp.com. But, so I, I'm looking here, and I'm going through. In fact, there were some games earlier today. Maris-Dartmouth, that get you going. But looking at the slate tonight, A, there's not a top 25 team in action. Loyola Marymount, who has been the uh, a team that has been much maligned because of their high ranking in the first uh, release of the NET, the NCAA Evaluation Tool. That's what NET stands for, replacing the RPI. They take on Bethesda tonight. I don't know if that's Bethesda, Maryland. I don't know if it's a small school out in L.A. I don't know what it is. That's who they play. I, I don't know how. And here's the other thing. You know, in RPI, games against non-D1 teams didn't count. I don't know in the net if they do count. I got to do more homework. Got to do home. Arizona, Georgia Southern. Does that do anything for you? Georgia Southern, another team that is highly ranked in terms of those power numbers. It's too early. It's too early to get all worked up about it. We talked with Kirsten Overteen about that too earlier today. It just, come on. We need to be smarter. College basketball people need to be smarter. And U.S. fans need to be smarter. And that's what I work to try to do with you each and every day. So college basketball is late tonight. You know, Outside of the NFL, what's going to get the the repeat button, the back button on the clicker? It's NBA tonight. Maybe an NBA preview of the finals. Golden State on the road in Toronto, 7 o'clock, taking on Iowa Boyd, Nick Nurse, and those Toronto Raptors. The Raptors, the best record in the league at 18-4. and If you haven't seen him yet, it's cool. I mean, I got to know Nick, obviously, in his days back with the Iowa Energy. So because of that... Always got a soft spot in the heart. Great guy. Always enjoyed our conversations on hoops. But this is an Iowa guy, an NBA head coach, and the path that he took, and he was coaching in England, and he's been all over the place. Just an incredible story. So you're looking for something a little bit different, looking for something other than the football tonight. You're clicking back and forth. You got that one. And the nightcap is at least intriguing. The Clippers are the best team in the West right now, as it pertains to record. And he gets Sacramento, who's been a fun team to watch, playing at a high tempo. I've enjoyed the few times that I flipped over and been watching the Kings early this season. As you know, college basketball takes over once that gets started. But I've really enjoyed watching that team. So late night, maybe flip over to a little bit of that, but exactly not a heavy slate before tomorrow 
and a huge one for Iowa basketball, as we've talked about. Iowa, Wisconsin tomorrow in Carver Hawkeye Arena. What a monster matchup as that is. How it sets up schedule-wise for Iowa. I don't want to say must win. I mean, Iowa's off to a surprising 6-0 and start. You don't want to go there. You don't want to oversell it. But it's big. It's big for a lot of different reasons, certainly. And because of that, uh, that is going to be a big talker. Certainly coming up tomorrow, previewing Wisconsin-Iowa. Jimmy B and TC coming up next. Also, we got The Drive, myself and Wolfgang, today from 4 until 6 o'clock. Busy show set up there. We're going to have Ben Kirchival talking college football with him. Kevin Lehman will talk college basketball. Ben Visser on the Cyclones all come your way with me and Wolfgang from 4 until 6 o'clock here on 1700 The Champ. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Jimmy B and TC is next on 1700 The Champ. Hey, it's Taz. And I'm the Moose. Join us for our brand new morning show every weekday morning, Taz. That's right, from 5 to 8 a.m. on 1700 The Champ. At Wolf Construction, we do many large construction projects across the Midwest, but we started as a roofing company, and we're still a roofing company today. At Wolf Construction, we don't just show up with a dumpster and trailer in your driveway. We arrive with a business card in hand, ready to take care of your home. Whether it's a simple roof repair, a complete re-roofing project, or a new construction project, Wolf Construction can handle the job. Call Wolf Construction at 515-225-8866 or visit us on the web at wolfconstruction.net. We're a roofing machine. Thinking about selling your home soon? Listen up, as this will save you big money. Charterhouse Real Estate is a full-service real estate firm that has eliminated the typical 6 or 7% commission structure that you are used to. We charge sellers $24.95 plus 3%. We know, math stinks, so think about it like this. If you were selling a $200,000 house, you would save roughly $3,500 with us versus a 6% commission. If your home is $400,000, the savings would be $9,500. The best part, you get the savings while still getting all the service. Professional photography, a short three-month contract, social media marketing, sign-in lockbox, all major real estate websites, and of course, your home will be on the MLS as well. Get it all and save money. We like the sound of that. Learn more at charterhouseiowa.com or search for us on Google. And while you're there, make sure to check out our hundreds of five-star reviews. That's charterhouseiowa.com. Charterhouse Real Estate is a team office under space simply. For nearly 40 years, Amanda the Panda, a program of Every Step Grief and Loss Services, has offered the most comprehensive and ongoing grief support services for children, teens, adults, and families struggling with the death of a loved one in the state of Iowa. From Camp Amanda the Panda to grief support groups and fun days, the local nonprofit is here to help families find hope and healing. For more information on Amanda the Panda programs, visit everystep.org slash grief and loss or call 515 515- Two two three hugs. Hey guys, Trent Condon here from 1700. You've been hearing me for a couple of months talk about New Leaf Wellness. I'm on a couple of programs helping me lose weight and it has worked outstanding for me. The two treatment programs that I'm on right now, the GAC and the MIC, helping me with my energy levels, weight loss, increasing muscle tone. It's worked wonderfully for me. New Leaf Wellness has a lot of different programs they can help with guys out there. Low testosterone, maybe you're battling migraines, looking to lose weight, or maybe you just hit a plateau in your workout system. New Leaf Wellness can help you like they've helped me. What I want you to do, give them a call today, 515-650-1700. 
1358. At 650-1358. Give them a call. Let's feel better together. New Year right around the corner. It's New Leaf Wellness. 650-1358. No, no, no. Everywhere I go, I hear no. no. It's even November. But not this month. Hey, Joe Clemens here from Capital, Capital City, City Motor, Motor Company. Company. I'm asking Des Moines to say yes during my Yes Vember sales event. Say yes to a nicer, newer car. Say yes for up to 4500 bucks more for your trade. Say yes, yes even if you've had credit problems in the past. Get up to 4500 bucks more than appraised value during Yes, Vember. Don't let the others tell you no. We're giving bad credit the bird. <laughs> My one and only for the people credit approval process is like butter. Because we're on a roll, baby. We take out the mess and the stress and just say yes to you. So say yes to a nicer, newer car. Say yes for up to 4500 bucks more for your old clunker. Say yes even if you've heard no in the past. But hurry, this offer ends after the first 75 people gobble up a nicer, newer car. I'm Joe Clemens and I'm your dealer for the people. Come see us at Capital City Motor Company in Des Moines on East University. One block off I-235 on the State Fair side. Call 26 Five fourteen sixty seven, or online at ApprovedByJoe.com, ApprovedByJoe.com, www.ApprovedByJoe.com. Amazing deals are going on now during Menard's Christmas Home and Gift Sale. Keep your home connected and protected with Schlag. The Schlag Scent Smart Deadbolt is a smarter way into your home. Never worry about losing your keys again. With the Sense app, your smartphone is your key. Right now, just $168. During Menard's Christmas Home and Gift Sale. Sale prices good through December 1st. Plus, give the perfect gift this Christmas with a Menard's gift card. We could tell you that every woman loves jewelry, but at Jared, we know you don't care about every woman. You're only devoted to the one you love. With more exclusive Le'Veon pieces than any other jewelry store in the world, like the all-new Le'Veon Links of Love collection, Jared is the place to find a gift as extraordinary as she is. From November 19th to December 2nd, save $100 off any Le'Veon purchase. Get a promo code or find a store near you at jared.com and dare to be devoted. Build your business. At Sinorama of Ribbondale, we offer customized solutions for signs, branding, marketing, and advertising. We have a full range of custom sign and graphic services to meet your needs, build your brand, and create your image. Look around and you'll see how Andy Woodley and his staff help businesses enhance visibility and get noticed. Let us work with you to understand your unique marketing goals and help you reach them. Sinorama of Ribbondale, the way to grow your business. 3368 100th Street in Urbandale and online at sinorama.com slash ia Urbandale. Greater Des Moines Habitat for Humanity's new Restore is now open in Urbandale. Donations of home improvement items to Restore are sold to the public to support Habitat's mission of building homes, communities, and hope. So donate, shop, and volunteer at your nearest Restore on East Euclid or in Urbandale.